0: Hi, this is Daniel Foytek, and I'm the writer for today's episode of The Lift, Broken. If you enjoy the story, you can find more of my work at ninthstory.com. Find more episodes of The Lift at victoriaslift.com. What is time to the dead or the lost? When reality breaks, time and place have no meaning a normal mind can grasp few understand that we are all energy expressing itself in different frequencies, jumbled and twisted, overlapping all the time, but to the observant, distinct and unique.
1: Do you hear me? I am Victoria. I am Victoria. Once upon a time, there was a place that became lost. Became it is a place where story and substance combine. Where the reality of story shapes thoughts. Where fantasy becomes tangible. This is that place. Those who find themselves here are here to make a choice. <laughs> choices you made in the past don't matter. But the choice you make now is the one that will set your fate.
0: Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 1901. The nine-story building sat waiting for the visitor. Unassuming, solid, and until recently, abandoned. It had a definite presence. Nikola Tesla stood before it, experiencing the strange sensation that the structure was somehow declaring itself to him. That made him wonder. If it could announce itself, if it could make its presence known, could it also... He turned from the building and watched as a woman approached, pushing a baby carriage. Excuse me, he said in his thick Serbian accent. I have not been in Pittsburgh for many years. Can you tell me about this building here? I think it was not here last time I was. The woman came to a stop and offered a polite smile. I'm sorry, sir? This building, he said, indicating the structure by tipping his palm up toward it. Can you tell me anything about it? I assume you walk by it all the time. The woman leaned forward and adjusted her baby in the carriage. Tesla smiled at the young mother, waiting patiently while her attention was focused on the child. She stood and adjusted her hat, then nodded to the scientist. Hello, sir. Lovely day. Yes, he said. It is indeed. Can you tell me a little about this building then? Her smile faded into a look of mild bewilderment as she looked around. Which building? This one, here, he said, indicating the structure again. Oh, oh dear. She leaned forward to tend to the baby, who had begun to fuss. She shushed the child and pulled a bottle from a satchel and gave it to the baby, who took it with a contented coo. She then returned her attention to Tesla. Hello, sir. Lovely day, she said with a smile, then pushed the carriage along, moving down the lane toward a small park. Fascinating, Tesla said as he watched the woman move along. He repeated his efforts to get information about the building to other passers by with similar results. No one would acknowledge the structure at all, even though it stood there, a large enough construction of stone, glass, and steel that should be impossible to miss. It wasn't until two young boys came by on their way to the park he got a proper response. Hello, boys. I wonder if you know anything about this building here, he said as they came into earshot. The boys had been laughing and playfully roughhousing as they walked, but their faces blanked and took on a pallid hue as they came to a stop in front of the man. That place? said the first, a freckle-faced boy with blonde hair that kept trying to cover his eyes. Yes, Tesla said with a nod. The two boys looked at each other, then back to the scientist. "'There are lots of people there,' the second boy said. "'Some of them are the same people, though.' "'And she's there,' the first boy said. "'She's always there, but sometimes she's not.' "'Yeah,' the second boy said. "'She's broken, like the building.' Tesla squinted in confusion and turned toward the building. It flickered for a moment." and darkened, as if it sat in night, while everything around it basked in midday sunshine. He turned back to the boys. Who is she? The boys were smiling and walking toward the park again, but turned at the sound of the man's voice. Were you talking to us, mister? The first boy asked. Stop it, Jimmy, he said to the younger boy who was tugging on his shirt. Yes, boys, you said she was broken. Who is she? 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 The boy sounded genuinely confused. You mean the little girl watching you from the window up there? Tesla spun and for the briefest moment saw a blur of blonde and purple, but it was so quick he couldn't be sure. When he turned back to the boys, they were further down the lane laughing as they ran into the park. He reached into his suit coat pocket and pulled out the envelope he had gotten in the mail last week and opened it again. The silver key he extracted sparkled in the sunlight as he walked toward the structure. We'll figure out what you are now. Tesla felt a light electric tingle as he inserted the key into the lock and twisted. When he pulled on the door, the building seemed to sigh and cool, musty air rushed past him. The lobby was dark and quite large but enough light filtered through the dust-encrusted windows that he could see the building was well-appointed. Now, grime, dust, and cobwebs covered everything from the fine chandeliers to the enormous marble reception counter, where the residents could pick up their mail, laundry, or arrange for many other needs. He made his way slowly through the huge lobby to the lift ahead. Echoes of his footsteps chased each other through the darkness and returned to him only to dart off once again, as if an invisible army of lost souls flitted through the darkness and hid in the shadows. As he drew closer to the elevator, he heard what sounded like the tinkle of a music box. The melody was haunting. Familiar. Something from his boyhood. Something his mother used to hum. But he couldn't place it. When he stopped in the center of the room, and the sound of his echoed footsteps faded away, the music fell silent as well. He shrugged and resumed his journey toward the lift. When he reached it, he paused for a moment, admiring the ornate brass. Even obscured by a blue-green patina and a heavy layer of dull gray dust, the workmanship was beautiful. Let us see if we can get you working again, the scientist said, and stepped to the left of the lift where a heavy metal door stood. He turned and pulled on its handle. At first, nothing happened. But with continued tugging, the door swung open, and another blast of cold, musty air rushed out, carrying a cloud of rust and grime. Tesla coughed and covered his mouth with his handkerchief until the dust settled. The room was darker than seemed normal, When he reached a hand across the threshold, it was instantly lost in the blackness. Fascinating. He entered and struck a match. The guttering light was enough to show him the location of the main power switch at the very back of the narrow room. He committed the room's layout to memory before the flame reached his fingers, extinguished the match and tossed it aside. Once again, the room was cast into absolute darkness. Counting his footsteps, Tesla made his way with confidence through the inky black, stepping over cables, ducking under pipes, and turning sideways to fit through a narrow spot. He counted his final step, stopped, then reached for the heavy switch to bring the power back up.
1: That is a noise,
0: came the voice of a young boy from behind him. Knowing he was alone, but also knowing the nature of this place was not quite normal. He spoke without fear. Ah, unwise in what fashion, my young lad. No response came, so he reached again for the heavy lever.
1: I warn you, you shouldn't touch that. It's very dangerous. It's also very dirty. In fact, it's covered with germs. Horrible creatures. Airy and uglier than anything you've ever seen tearing each other up and waiting to crawl all over you.
0: This time the voice was tinged with malice, but Tesla heard the fear underlying it. Still, the comments about the germs, that gave him pause. Somehow the boy had seen into his heart and found one of his deepest fears. I think it's not my safety you worry about, but your own, boy. The voice drifted, echoing around him, then moving closer.
1: I know she sent you a message.
0: It said from directly behind him.
1: But you shouldn't be here.
0: It whispered in his ear.
1: You'll be trapped here too.
0: Then the voice started off.
1: That's what she wants you know. To trap us all here.
0: Tesla ignored the boy, pulled a pair of clean white cotton gloves from his pocket, and slipped them on. He pulled the switch. The room filled with a low electric hum and the soft glow from a sole utility light. He retraced his steps, pausing to pat the side of a large device he knew quite well from his last visit to the city. Westinghouse hadn't told him where unit 369 was going, but Tesla had known it wasn't going into Carnegie's factory as he had been told by the others. He chuckled as he stepped out of the room and closed the door. The atmosphere of the building had changed. Tesla felt that events were now in motion and the sensation of the building's presence was more pronounced. A cold chill ran through the scientist as knowledge came to him in a way that he wouldn't have been able to explain if asked. He knew a choice was coming and it would be his to make. As he mauled this concept over, a bell rang and the ornate brass doors of the lift slid open. He heard the same high-accented voice that had called to him on his radio equipment nine days earlier.
1: Hello, Mr. Tesla. My name is Victoria. Thank you for coming.
0: The child stood in the center of the lift, illuminated from above by a single, dim, flickering bulb. Tesla squinted and tilted his head, watching as the girl appeared to flicker along with the light.
1: Please, Mr. Tesla,
0: she said, beckoning him with an upturned hand.
1: Will you help me fix my music box? It's broken.
0: Her lip trembled and her eyes brimmed with tears. It's broken. She said again.
1: So is this place.
0: Her voice quivering.
1: So am I.
0: He stepped into the car and knelt before the girl. There, there, little flower. Do not fret. We will fix what needs to be fixed and all will be well. The door slid closed and Tesla felt the car shift and rise.
1: I'm so sorry you had to come here. This place isn't very nice. Bad things happen. And most of the time, I'm all alone. Sometimes there are other people. They slip by. As
0: she spoke, Tesla watched her flicker, at times seeming as solid as he, other times as transparent as glass. But most often, something in between. The lift lurched as it came to a stop, and a bell chimed as the door slid open.
1: Here we are,
0: Victoria said.
1: Our first stop, third story.
0: Tesla followed the girl into the darkness. She had a slight glow as she flickered, which gave him just enough light to make his way through the hallway.
1: It's here, Mr. Tesla.
0: The girl said as they came to a stop and rested her small hand on the heavy oak door. What is?
1: The hand crank for my music box. We'll need it to make it play once you fix it. It should be able to fix me, to fix this place. It's hidden in here.
0: The scientist reached for the doorknob, but before he could turn it, the child placed her hand over his, and he felt a strange sensation similar to that of a low-level electrical field. She looked up at him with a very serious expression.
1: There may be things you see when we go in here, things that aren't real but will seem so. There may be things you remember or things you have forgotten. Just remember that they are not real. We need to turn the knob together. Are you ready?
0: Tesla didn't quite understand what she meant, but nodded his consent. The door swung open and light rushed at them from the darkness and wrapped around them. Despite his certainty that neither he nor the child had moved, Tesla found himself in a well-appointed private library. Thousands of shelved volumes sat on rich mahogany shelves and wrapped around the room from floor to ceiling. Victoria stood stone still a few steps ahead of him for a moment before spinning slowly, her eyes wide. Tesla moved toward the girl, intending to comfort her, when a doorway ahead of them filled with a tall, slender man. Well dressed in a rich red smoking jacket, a pipe clenched in his teeth. The figure stopped and looked at the girl. A smile tugged at the corner of his mouth, which he fought to suppress in favor of a serious expression. Ah, there you are, child, the man said in a rich baritone. Your mother tells me you've been causing her no lack of difficulty today. You really must endeavor to behave yourself better. Tesla watched as despite her own warnings, the girl bought into the fantasy. She rushed to the man and wrapped herself around his waist. Father! She said, her voice hovering on the verge of tears. Her father's expression melted into one of love and concern as he knelt to meet her face to face. What's all this then, Angel?
1: I I just miss you, Father. It's my fault, I think. My fault that you're all gone.
0: Of course it is, child. You were meant to save us. To protect all of us. But now, due to your carelessness, we're gone, and you're here all alone." The words stung the girl. She wept. The figure who looked like her father sneered as his face began to distort into something dark, evil, and ancient.
2: This is my place, Victoria, he said in a
0: hollow voice. You'll
2: find no comfort from me. We've stolen it all from you, girl. All of it. And you won't get it back. You think this can fix you? He held out the music box's hand crank to her. It cannot. You will never be just a little girl again. Your place is here now with the rest of us.
0: The entity held the hand crank out to her. Here, take it, child. For all the good it will do you. Victoria took the object and crumpled to the floor, sobbing her flickering stronger than before, almost as if she was fading away. The tall figure then turned his gaze to Tesla. And you?
2: <laughs> Brilliant,
0: inventive, <laughs> but
2: so naive. Constantly understanding the way things work and making great things. But letting others steal the credits and rewards. I think I might just keep you here, Nikola. I can find a use for your skills, skills
0: you so freely give away. Tesla simply set his jaw, strode forward, lifted the sobbing girl into his arms and carried her and the crank she held tight to her chest from the room. Behind them, the dark figure laughed. (laughs) They reached the elevator without incident and Tesla set Victoria down. Her tears had stopped, and she settled into a kind of lassitude, lost in her own thoughts. He pressed the call button for the lift and stood examining the crank, turning it back and forth in his hands. It was bright brass, with a dark, glassy handle of what appeared to be carefully shaped and polished onyx. How did you know you would find the hand crank here, child? He said, hoping to pull her back to the present.
1: He used to take it and hide it, so I couldn't turn the handle and play its music,"
0: the girl said.
1: I knew that he hid it here on the third story. I don't know how I knew, but I did.
0: He? Who is he? Me, came a voice from the darkness, the same voice that had taunted Tesla in the control room.
1: This isn't fair! He was right! You've already chosen! You picked her! Oh, Victoria's so pretty,
0: it taunted from the shadows.
1: Victoria's got such pretty bows in her pretty hair. Look at Victoria's pretty purple dress. She's so much better than everyone else. Victoria's everyone's favorite.
0: A child-shaped bundle of darkness ran at Tesla and yanked the hand crank from his hand, then darted into the lift. The doors slid shut. The scientist looked to Victoria, who looked back and shrugged. It was obvious she had expected something similar to occur. They both turned their gaze to the dial above the elevator door and watched as the needle stopped on 6. Tesla pressed the call button again and they waited for the lift to return. Once again, they boarded the elevator. Victoria pressed the button numbered 6 and it lurched upward toward its destination. Here we are, Victoria said.
1: Sixth story.
0: The floor was silent until they exited the lift. Then the sounds came. Weeping, mostly. But also angry shouts, moaning, and incoherent mumbling. As they moved further through the dim corridors lit by an occasional unbroken Edison bulb, a number of half-seen specters looked at the pair with haunted eyes as they passed by, while other phantoms sat hunched over, faces buried in their hands. Please, sir, please help me. I've lost her, she's gone, she's gone, came one voice. I can't. can't. Patch of gray mist sobbed, rocking back and forth. I can't can't do this anymore. anymore. Still more voices cried out from the shadows, pleading for help. But most spirits were absorbed in their own grief and ignored the pair as they moved forward. After walking along for much longer than seemed possible, Victoria came to a stop in front of one distraught woman and spoke.
1: Hello, ma'am. I'm sorry, but I need to get past you. There's something I need in here.
0: The woman rocked back and forth, unmoving. Surprised he was even able to do so, Tesla took the spectral woman's hand in his own and helped her to her feet. She was silent as he moved her to the side of the door. Victoria waited until he returned, and together they placed their hands on the doorknob and turned. There was no rushing this time. Just a room, blanketed by dust and festooned with cobwebs. On the floor in the center of the room lay the music box. A set of small footprints led up to it, and a second set led away. The box's lid lay open, bent back further than intended, and a multitude of delicate gears and mechanisms were scattered around the box.
1: See, Mr. Tesla,
0: Victoria said,
1: that's what he's done to it. Before he took it from me, it was cracked a little, and the things inside rattles around a bit. He's taken it all apart. I don't know if it will ever work again,
0: she said sadly. The scientist knelt and looked at the box as well as the scattered gears, springs, and other parts surrounding it. He saw each of them and started to imagine how they fit together, how they moved and turned. His lips parted and mouth opened as he began to understand what it actually was. There is a piece that belongs here, he muttered. Victoria moved closer and peered over his shoulder. Do you know what goes here, he asked, indicating a space inside the box with his finger.
1: Yes. It is a long glass thing. It has copper rings on it and some sort of green, glowy stuff inside it.
0: Tesla nodded and gathered the gears and other parts from the floor, placing them one by one into a small tin he had produced from his pocket. When he finished, he picked up the music box and handed it to the girl. Do you know where this missing piece might be? Victoria flickered again and trembled. What is it, girl?
1: I... I think I know where it will be, she said. He put it someplace he knows I don't want to go.
0: The two left the room, Victoria clutching the music box close to her chest. And what of the hand crank? He asked the girl as they walked back down the corridor.
1: It will be with the other part. He's teasing me now, daring me.
0: Victoria's hand shook as she reached out and pressed the button to call the lift.
1: Here we are. This is our last stop.
0: She backed away into the far corner of the lift as the doors slid open.
1: Ninth story.
0: What are you afraid of? Have you been on this floor before?
1: I used to live here, but this is his place now. I... bad things happen here. I saw myself fade all the way away here.
0: Laughter came from the shadows and echoed down the hallway.
1: Oh, look who made it. It's Victoria. Perfect little Victoria.
0: The laughter came again, overlaid with something evil.
1: Come Come on on and get get it it, then,
0: said a voice that was the boys, but also something more. If you want it back,
2: you have to go home. Go get it, I dare
0: you. Victoria looked to Tesla, her eyes wide and the music box clutched tight. Come on, Victoria, let's finish this, the scientist said. Nothing stood in their way. This floor was different than the others. Instead of long hallways and many doors, the hallway was short and presented only a few doors on either side. Victoria went to the double doorway opposite the lift. The doors were ajar, and the soft sound of a phonograph playing inside drifted out. Tesla knew the song. It was the same one he had half heard before. But now he remembered it. It wasn't the song his mother sang to him. It was the one she'd sung for his older brother. It was Dane's song. The last time he had heard that song was at his brother's funeral. After the accident with the horse. Tesla closed his eyes and shook his head. Nice try, he thought. But I've come to peace with myself over that. I am not that careless boy any longer. Victoria was hesitant to take the first step over the threshold. From inside came laughter, the kind that said, I've already won. Tesla looked at the girl, took her hand, and when she nodded, a kind of resigned determination in her emerald eyes, they entered the room together. The entryway was much like the last room, with heavy dust cobwebs and general signs of disuse, except for very small footprints, and even those appeared to be weeks or months old. The child's hand tightened on his as they moved forward, and the rate of her breathing increased. It is okay, little pigeon. Be calm. We will face this together. They followed the faded footprints into the next room and stopped. The phonograph was there. Tesla recognized the room from their stop on the third story. It was the same library, the same room, but this was the real one. Victoria slipped her hand from his and backed up, so she stood just beyond the doorway, clutching her music box tight to her chest. He turned to her and favored her with a gentle smile and a nod, then moved forward, taking in his surroundings, looking for the missing pieces it seemed logical that this would be where they would be hidden especially since this particular room so distressed the girl do you see it victoria the piece that belongs inside the music box he asked bending down to look inside a small cupboard victoria scanned the room but saw nothing there were places in this room where it could be hidden Places she couldn't see from her vantage point. She sighed and closed her <laughs> eyes, then opened them and entered her father's study.
1: I don't see it or the handle.
0: We will find it. Victoria fought to hold back the tears. She was frightened, frustrated, and was losing hope. She pondered the same question she'd been asking since... since it happened. The questions that started with why. Why did this happen to her? Why was she stuck in this place? Why were there so many scary things here? She was just a little girl. A little girl who didn't ask for this to happen to her. A little girl who wanted to have tea with her dollies again, to play in the park in the sun, to sit with her father in his library and hear him read her a story. She wanted to dance to the sounds of her music box or to the ragtime records father played on the phonograph. She wanted all the things she'd never have again. All the things that had been taken from her. Her shoulders shook and tears clouded her vision. She dropped to her knees as her legs became too weak to hold her and saw the green glow coming from behind a large stack of books. She blinked away the tears and stared at the tube for a moment as her mouth fell open.
1: I found it!
0: The scientist rushed to Victoria and saw where she was pointing. He shoved aside the stack of books and looked down at the glowing tube. He picked it up and frowned, watching as fluid oozed and dripped from the tube into a small puddle on the floor.
1: Is it broken?
0: Victoria asked. No, said Tesla as he examined the cylinder and wiped it with a handkerchief. It does not seem to be damaged. It looks to have been thrown here, which loosened the stopper at the end here. He applied pressure with his thumb, and the cap reseated itself with a satisfying click. I don't think too much got out, he said, tilting the tube back and forth. He walked to the study's large desk and moved papers and books aside until it was bare. Satisfied that he had enough room to work, he sat and pulled a leather bundle from inside his jacket and unrolled it on the desk revealing an assortment of fine tools. He pulled the ones he needed from its pockets. "'Hand me the box,' he said to Victoria. "'I will put it back to the way it must be.' Victoria wanted to have the music box fixed, but was reluctant to give up the one thing that brought her comfort. "'It will be fine, Victoria,' he said and winked. She hesitated a moment longer then handed it over. Now, see if you can find the handle while I work to get this back together. The child nodded and looked around the room. Her breathing quickened and her heart began to pound in her chest as she ran out of places to look. It simply wasn't there. She had been certain it would be there. But then, she remembered the footsteps at the main entrance. They were old, No one had come through the main entry recently. But there were other doors, and other ways into the apartment.
1: I'll be right back, Mr. Tesla. It may be in one of the other rooms.
0: She moved into the shadows, going from room to room, leaving her new friend to work on the music box. Tesla heard the child speak and muttered his acknowledgement, but he was already too absorbed in his work to actually hear her. The inventor's hands were nearly a blur as he pulled piece after piece from the small tin, laying them out on the desk, now a makeshift workbench. This was when he was at his best. A deep focus came, and in his mind's eye, he imagined the pieces rising into the air and assembling themselves. It was a grand puzzle with each piece fitting just one way in order to make the mechanism work. The final gear was laid out, and he worked through configurations in his mind, rejecting those that didn't work and rearranging them. He stared down at the soup of gears still inside the box, some still in place, others loose and lying about the bottom. "'Do you see?' a voice said. It wasn't the boys. It was the one who had taunted the girl by masquerading as her father." Tesla ignored it and continued imagining the movements of the gears, cogs, and other bits. He needed to focus. He was getting close. Or was he? The voice laughed, drifting around him. (laughs) It's
2: not a music box. Surely you can see that. It may look like one, but it's more, much more. More than you can possibly understand.
0: You're one of the smartest they have, and you're
2: barely more than a monkey in a
0: suit. The scientist shook his head and brushed at the distracting voice as he might a bothersome fly. But his concentration had broken. The imaginary image of the mechanism before him fell apart, the gears tumbling over one another and spilling onto the table in a scattered mess. Tesla realized just how many parts there were laid out on the makeshift work table before him. Hundreds of them. Or was it thousands? They seemed to multiply before him. Gears and wheels and screws and tiny springs almost too small to see. Wires and cylinders and miniature cogs and how by God did they make them so small? What was he doing? This was technology he had never seen before. It was at the same time older than anything ever built, yet decades beyond what his age was capable of creating. What if he did it wrong? If a circuit got crossed? If he burned out one of these tiny little light bulbs? Who was he to try to tackle this? After so many failures? A monkey in a suit? Perhaps a very apt description. Tesla was lost. He set down his tools and wept.
1: Back away from him.
0: A girl moved toward him, a small one in a purple dress. She looked familiar and angry, very angry. He hoped she wasn't talking to him. Her eyes fixed on something or someone over his shoulder.
1: That's enough. You won't hurt my friend. I have no more of this today.
0: The doubt lifted, and his thoughts were clear once more. Tesla turned and looked over his shoulder. A dark, child-shaped shadow was lifting its small hand from his shoulder and backing away. Victoria continued to approach, her jaw set and eyes glaring, almost glowing with rage. The boy, seeing that look, turned and ran from the room.
1: This isn't over, Victoria,
0: he called out as he crossed into the hallway. She watched the door for a moment, then turned back to the scientist. Okay, she asked, flickering and fading. Tesla nodded, wondering how much time the girl had before she slipped away. Her tirade, while effective in scaring off her nemesis, seemed to have cost her a great deal of energy, and he feared for her. He picked up the first of the pieces and worked with confidence, fitting them together faster than seemed possible. The light was fading, and so was the girl. She had found and managed to carry into the room a large peculiar object that looked somewhat like a lantern. Neither Victoria nor Tesla knew its actual function, but it gave off the light he needed, so they placed it on the desk and he worked by it. Only a few pieces remained, which was good, because he was getting tired and getting hungry. The final screw was tightened, and Tesla turned to Victoria, who had been standing just behind him, peering over his shoulder as he worked. Have you the handle, child? She was no longer flickering, but instead was fading in and out, nearly transparent. Her lips moved, but no sound came out. ''Say it again,'' he prompted. ''I cannot hear your voice.'' Victoria tried a second time, and finally resorted to shaking her head. Tesla looked down at the box. Without the hand crank, the device simply wouldn't work. Laughter came from behind, and he and the girl spun to see two dark shapes in the doorway. ''Thank you, Nikola. I told you you were useful.''
2: Now, give us the box, and we will use it for its intended
0: purpose. Tesla rose and stood between the two figures in the box. The tall figure chuckled.
2: (laughs) Are you certain this is the choice you want to make? The box
0: wasn't actually meant for her, you know. The figure reached down and laid his hand on the smaller figure by his side. The smaller figure still held the music box's hand crank he had stolen earlier. It was built with the intention of giving it to this one, the figure said.
2: Unfortunately, someone meddled, and it went to the girl instead.
0: Tesla looked at the boy, and then the girl. You lie, he said to the entity in the doorway. Believe what you wish, it
2: matters little as I don't think the girl's going to last much longer. And the building won't let you take the device from it, so... Unless you plan on spending the rest of time here, we're going to end up with the box anyway."
0: Tesla heard a soft female voice then. Not aloud, but deep in his mind.
1: Now is the time of the choice. I will not attempt to cajole you as he has. You already know the right decision. But you must make it now, or all will be lost."
0: And the scientist did know his choice as he watched Victoria fading, nearly gone. But how could he make it when the shadow child was still holding the hand crank? Then he smiled. He turned to his tool bundle and pulled out a small hammer and tested the weight in his hand. On the floor, Near the room's sole window, he spotted a carpenter's hatchet. He set his hammer down, picked up the music box, and moved to the window. He took the hatchet and raised it above his head. What are you doing? The tall figure asked. Tesla grinned as he brought the hatchet down with full force on the Edison phonograph. (laughs) Looking for the band, he said. He smashed at the device with great delight until the hand crank fell to the floor. No, the entity said. Tesla picked it up, slid it into the slot on the music box. It wasn't an exact fit, but it would work. He began to turn it. The music began to play. Victoria stood with Tesla in the lobby of the building, her music box clutched under one arm, and hugged him tight. When she stepped back, he kissed her forehead and smiled. This is your place now, Victoria, he said, and placed the small silver key to the building in her hand. You are in control of who you let in, and who you let out. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Lift. Today's episode featured a story by Daniel Foytek, Broken. If you'd like more information on me and my work, please visit ninthstory.com and follow me on Twitter at ninthstory. Better yet, follow at Victoria's Lift. Artwork for today's show was created by Abigail Larson and colored. By Jeanette Andromeda. If you'd like more information on Abigail and her work, visit AbigailLarson.com or find her on Twitter at Abigail underscore Larson. For more information on Jeanette and her work, you can visit horrormaid.com and follow her on Twitter at HorrorMade. Please help others find our little lost place. Share the show, help us grow. The best support you can give us is to retweet, repost, and share the link to victoriaslift.com. We're not currently on iTunes, so the way we grow is by your help. We will be in iTunes next year, but for right now, share victoriaslift.com, share our Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.com forward slash victoriaslift, and follow us on Twitter at victoriaslift.com. Don't miss the next episode. You can subscribe to the show in Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, or Google. And as I mentioned, we're coming to iTunes and Google Play in early 2016. For those of you that know what to do with it, this show's feed is feeds.feedburner.com forward slash Lift. All works read in this audio recording and associated music and artwork are copyright of their respective creators and may not be used in any form without their permission. Dramatic reading was performed by Daniel Foytek. That's me. The voice of Victoria Bigglesworth Hayes and the voice of Young Boy was performed by Amber Collins. The voice of Polyhemnia was performed by Cynthia Lohman. The lift opening theme music was composed and recorded by Kimberly Henninger and Sean Park of Cathedral Sounds, cathedralsounds.org. The lift closing theme music was composed and recorded by Nico Vitaze of We Talk of Dreams. This episode was also fully scored by Nico Vitanze of We Talk of Dreams. We Talk Incidental music in this episode was performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and used with his permission. You can check the show notes for titles and credits. The Lift is a Ninth Story Studios production. NinthStory.com. Creator and producer, Daniel Foytek. Executive producer and co creator, Cynthia Lohman.
1: Society's Rise. And Societies Fall When the time comes One society Steps forward to build a better future The Wicked Library Kettle Whistle Radio Night Story Podcast Prog Watch Red Horse Radio The Lift History Goes Wrong. Listen the m writing podcast society 13 rebuilding society one podcast at a time